Welcome to another episode of season two of the Soul Inspired podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today for a solo episode. And today we're going to talk about parenthood, motherhood, my journey, my experiences, just what I've learned so far in my almost two years of being a mama and being pregnant to a second bubba. And yeah, I just wanted to... I just wanted to like debrief and to go through some of my philosophies, my beliefs around it, and to just have a little chat with you guys, just as if we were talking as fellow parents or as someone who plans on becoming a parent. So being a mother to me, it is a wild ride. I'm not going to lie. I won't say that every single day is the same or that every single day is good or that every single day is bad. It really truly is up and down and it's a journey that really puts the mirror up and shines a huge spotlight on every unhealed aspect of yourself. It really shows you where you need to be kinder to yourself. It shows you where you need to be kinder to your children. It shows you patterns that maybe have been playing out in your life that you haven't really been aware of until becoming a parent and I think when you do become a parent you have this realization I don't know if everyone has had this experience but for me it was kind of like I would never speak to my child like this or I would never want my child to have these thoughts about herself so if I'm displaying that behavior and having these thoughts about myself is that going to be something that she absorbs is that going to be something that she takes on as truth for her and it can be so easy to forget that they are literally a sponge like they are a freaking sponge you think that they're not listening to you and they are and I don't want anyone to listen to that and be like oh my god I'm damaging my children no honestly no I just think becoming more aware that they are a sponge is important because it does make you a little bit more mindful of yourself. Now, I hope that the audio is okay on this one. It is quite hot and I just couldn't handle shutting the door. So I hope that the outside noises are not too much. Okay, so the way that I parent, I want to start by saying I am not perfect by any means. I do try my best. Sometimes I watch too much TV. Sometimes the best meal that she gets is tuna and rice cakes. Sometimes I do yell or I snap and I have regrets about the way that I behave. But I've also realized that I am willing to show up day in, day out, start fresh, start again, say I'm sorry, apologize as many times as I need to. Yes, even to a not even two-year-old. I think we can undervalue how much we need to apologize as parents we truly undervalue it and I know there's been so many uh, situations in my childhood growing up where I would have loved an apology because I know that my parent at the time was in the wrong and whether they knew they were whether they knew they weren't whether (laughs) like I don't know um sorry whether they knew they were or whether they didn't know they were in the wrong I'm not too sure I can't speak for them and obviously that's my lens as a child but I know there's so many times where all a child really wants is that acknowledgement like oh okay like my parents are human as well and they've apologized and moving forward I will apologize when I make a mistake because we are really like the model 
for our child to follow they do follow us as much as we might you know want to go by that concept of like do as I say not as I do it's just not realistic as I said children are sponges they absorb every single thing and if you think that you can get away with acting in a certain way all the time and then never having any impact on them you are sorely mistaken I'm very sorry <laughs> In motherhood, I have really learned to face myself, like truly face myself, see all the places where I just have been avoiding working on myself, where I've maybe been pretending like I don't need to do anything about certain behaviors or certain patterns that are playing out. I have realized also that I'm so much stronger than I ever realized, but also that I'm so much softer than I ever even knew. It gives you this whole new level of understanding and of compassion for yourself too. And it also gives you an understanding and a compassion for your parents because you realize that they too are humans. So that was like a really humbling moment for me as well, realizing like, yeah, I already make mistakes and I'm sure I'm gonna make loads more mistakes as I go. And becoming a parent myself made me realize like my parents are only human too. And they were parented and had probably quite a few things that weren't right there either. And it's not intentional and most people I'm not talking you know everyone but from my experience anything that was done or said that maybe negatively impacted me I know it wasn't done intentionally right and so I've become a lot more humble in that aspect but it's also made me mindful that I did have things that impacted me even if the intent wasn't there hence why I'm saying apologizing is so incredibly important I have realized that my patience can be incredible I am an Aries sun and an Aries rising and I have a little bit of a short fuse I'm not gonna lie I definitely have been working on myself a lot over the last five six years my patience has improved drastically because of the work that I've done on myself but I can't imagine holding this level of patience and tolerance and acceptance if I hadn't put this work in to myself earlier, because having kids can be testing, it can be a real challenge. They can get on your every last single nerve. And, you know, I have days where Luna wants to throw a glass at me, wants to headbutt me. She headbutted me last week. I literally was hysterical <laughs> pregnancy hormones very emotional slash getting headbutted in the nose by your toddler and taking it super personally um so I just wanted to throw that in there for like a little bit of reality but I think back to the level of patience that I had pre-becoming a parent and pre-doing a lot of work on myself and I think would I have been able to tolerate this I'm not too sure so I really like to give myself grace and compassion and take the things that I'm like really proud of myself for and see that and acknowledge that and be like wow you are really doing great in those moments where I can see the growth where I can see the space that I've created 
And then also having grace in the moments where maybe I haven't acted as my best self, but knowing that tomorrow I will put my best foot forward and knowing that I'm not going to guilt myself, I'm not going to shame myself, but I'm also not going to make it my toddler's responsibility. I'm going to say sorry. I'm going to say sorry. I've also realized that there are days where I desperately need a break where I find myself unable to hold myself as the calm in the storm. And I think as a parent, that's a really important thing to know. When you are on that breaking point or when you're going beyond the point of, you know, having that patience or having that space or having that tolerance, because it probably means that you haven't been making that space for yourself that is so necessary to be able to be that sturdy structure that your children need. Now, obviously not every single person has an amazing support system. And also as a mother, it can be incredibly challenging to actually ask for help. I'm getting better, (laughs) but I'm not all the way there yet. I find asking for help so uncomfortable. I find it so vulnerable, but your child will thank you for it. And the chances are that the people in your life really want that connection with your child as well, particularly your parents or your siblings or the really close friends that you have in your circle. They're probably wanting a relationship to some degree with your child. So really asking for that help, for that support, for that assistance And taking a moment to breathe for yourself, bringing you back to your center and being able to have that space, to have that calm and to be the best you that you can be, not only for your child, but also just for your own like your own sanity, your own sense of normality too. Sometimes we can get like stuck in a, a baby bubble like a child bubble and we forget that we're actually an adult and a single human outside of them so it is really really crucial becoming a parent for me was shocking and I say that not as in it was like this horrible experience but the depth of my feelings shocked me to my core and I realized that they really don't have any bounds like the depth of your pain and your sadness and your fear and your worry but also the depth of your unwavering unconditional love it is so bizarre it's so messy but it's also so incredibly beautiful the first time that I laid my eyes on Luna I was honestly terrified I knew that me and Logan (laughs) looked at each other Logan's my partner if you don't know we looked at each other and both had that moment like holy shit this is a freaking human and I want to say this to normalize not having that immediate thought of this is the most incredible thing I've ever experienced right for my experience I had a very like a a very good labor a very good birth I would say that it was comfortable or pleasant or fun but it was good it was a positive experience And it was relatively quick, especially for my first, it was 12 hours from start to finish. But I was so exhausted, so incredibly exhausted, hadn't eaten all day, had to wait like three hours after giving birth to like get up and have a shower and get my stitches all done and, you know, have Logan take Luna off me. And so that initial moment of motherhood to me wasn't like this, 
it was, holy shit, I'm tired. I'm scared. Have I made a, a terrible mistake? Am I ready to be a parent? Am I going to be any good at this? I just need to sleep. <laughs> Someone please let me shower. Someone please take this small, tiny human off me just for five minutes. And I want to say this, and I wanted to bring this little bit up because I think there's a little bit of guilt that mums and parents feel when they do first hold their child or they first see them and they don't have this like gush of love. They don't have this overwhelming obsession. It wasn't to say that I wasn't like, oh my God, there was a baby in there and I created her and this is incredible and I'm so excited. But there was also so many mixed emotions as I just explained. And so I just wanted to normalize that. And also like, again, going back to the, the depths of the way that you can feel, because then the next day I just looked at her and I was obsessed with her. And I was like, oh my goodness, I love her so much. And you think, how can you ever love someone so much when you've known them for a single day? So that is what I mean by becoming a parent. It's shocking. It's scary. It's raw. It's deep. There's so much to it. And we're learning every single day as we go. I don't think one person, even someone who has read every single parenting book out there, who has wanted to become a parent their whole life, will be able to actually prepare themselves for what it is because it's a learn on the job kind of thing. So as long as you can have self-awareness, so as long as you can be compassionate with both yourself and your child and your partner, you're going to do great. Have compassion. Be okay with things not being perfect. And oh my goodness, mamas especially loosen your damn grip because there is going to be so many days where things are not going to go as planned where it's going to take you a couple of hours to get out of the house where things are just going to fall to shit you can't be attached to it you really really can't being a mom parenthood it's everything that I could ever hope for and it's some days just wanting to throw in the towel and quit it's some days wondering if I was cut out to be a parent and wishing I could just sleep past 6am one single morning. But it's also seeing the way that your child walks into a room and literally lights it up. You see the way that the smile of your child cuts through even the faces of people who just do not look like they have a smile in them. It's the way that they show you a whole new perspective on life, their intensity, their inquisitiveness. It is just unmatched. It's beautiful and it is a teacher for us all. To hold the level of presence that children have would be a freaking gift, honestly, a total gift. My philosophy my philosophy on parenting is that I will always do my best, but I know that I will make mistakes 
and I will always apologize and own when I am in the wrong. Because kids don't need perfect parents. They need parents who love them. They need parents who will say they're sorry when they did something wrong. They need a safe space and a sounding board. And yes, that applies even when they're not fully verbal yet. Instead of us expecting our children to be fully regulated, to be fully in control of every emotion and to never have an outburst, we have to ask ourselves, what behavior are we modeling to them? If every time they cry, we scream at them, it doesn't exactly call for safety in expression and it definitely doesn't show them how to regulate their own emotions in the long term. As I've said, we're all humans, so we're all going to have our moments. But please, please, please just apologize to your kids when you are wrong. Apologize when you upset them speak to them, ask them questions and let their innocence guide you. Yes, you have to be the pillar for them, but truly they will guide you in so many more ways than you could ever imagine. The way that Luna is just so incredibly assertive and yet so soft is such a lesson for me. And if you don't know, Luna is my little one. But if only we stopped trying to make children act like these perfect adults that we can't even be then maybe we wouldn't have so many adults in our society who do not know how to express their emotions in a healthy way without turning to these toxic and unhealthy coping mechanisms there's a storm here <laughs> but without having to turn to things to numb because we never learned that it was safe to express. The last thing about parenthood that I wanna to touch on is the relationship that you have with your partner. Now, this doesn't apply to you if you're a single parent, except maybe if you are in a co-parenting situation than just treating each other with respect because at the end of the day it is not about you I'm sorry it's not I come from a quote-unquote broken family I don't really like to use that word because it just doesn't really feel like that relevant but the one thing that I really respected about the way that I grew up with my parents is that they always made me the priority and not the way that they felt about each other. I, I never felt like it was uncomfortable to invite them both to the same thing. My step-parents have always got on <laughs> with my actual parents. It's just not been an issue for me and I really value that. And I think in some situations, it's gonna be super hard because you might have one parent who is just really like, really just, can't put themselves to the side and put the child to the forefront. But if you can try everything in your power to just think of your child first, don't worry about what's happened between the two of you. Don't worry if your ex has a new girlfriend or any of these things. It's not important. 
the only thing that's important is that your child is feeling loved and supported by both of you in that co-parenting. And if one parent's not there and they're not available for any number of reasons, then you just do your best, but you also ask for support from other people in your life when you need it. Because this gig is hard. I do not think that parenting was meant to be done alone. Okay, jumping back onto the topic of nurturing your relationship with your partner. Once you have a child, and I mean, I can only imagine that this kind of continues as you have more children, it can become really, really challenging to prioritize your relationship. Okay, it's literally just started pouring. <laughs> I think I've chosen the worst time to record this. Oh my goodness. I hope that the audio is fine for this last bit. Bear with me. Something really incredible that I heard, and I don't know where I heard it, but I just remember that I heard it like this last year, was that your partner and you are on the same team. You want the same thing. You're both going to be tired at times, maybe at the same time. You're both going to have things on. You're both going to do the work. You're both going to have responsibilities. One of you may stay at home. One of you may go to work. Maybe both of you work. It doesn't matter. Don't always be keeping score against your partner. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. You're both going to end up resenting each other. Prioritize finding 20 minutes in a day where you just debrief with each other, where you really connect, put your phones away, turn any screens off and just talk and be in relationship with each other. Because at the end of the day, your child, if you're still together, was born through your love and how incredible for them to be able to see you guys communicating in a healthy way and and really loving each other and respecting each other and when we can when we can let go of the need to keep score and to keep a tally on who's doing more it really allows us more space in our relationship to focus on the joy to focus on love to have a laugh about things when you're just having a really fucking hard day and to let that person be your support and be your rock and being that for them when they need it. There's going to be moments where you need more support than your partner. And there's going to be moments where your partner needs more support than you. And if we're always doing this tit for tat, you might not see that because we're so busy keeping score. And it's all well and good to think a relationship is 50-50. But there's going to be times where your relationship is 70-30. And then you're going to flip it the other way and it's going to be 60-40. And you have to acknowledge that that is going to happen and the other person is going to have to pick up the slack. But if you can always come back to compassion, to grace, to love for each other, your relationship is going to be so much stronger for it and parenting is going to feel that much more joyful. I'm not an expert in relationships, in being a mother in any of these areas, 
but I'm simply sharing my experiences so that maybe you can learn from my hindsight. There's definitely some lessons that I've learned over the last almost two years that I'll be bringing into the birth of our second child and yeah, really nurturing the relationship I have not only with myself, not only with Luna, but also with my partner, Logan. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this is something that you guys enjoyed. It is really interesting sharing on the topic of parenthood and I never want it to come across as judgmental, but more from the side of compassion, as I've said a million times, and of understanding that we can always, we can always do more, we can always be better. But at the end of the day, if we can just show up as our best self in that moment if we can just apologize and admit that we're not perfect and admit that we're humans it's gonna be all good if you would like to follow me you can find me on instagram at soul inspired underscore underscore thank you so much for listening i'll see you in the next one bye